Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day, this is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking Care of Business. Today is the week before the celebration of our country. Yeah, it is the uh, yeah last uh, last week of June. Yeah, we've also made it past the uh, vernal equinox, so the days are now getting shorter mm-hmm. and hotter. It's my, officially summer. Yeah, goodness, yeah. it's been hot. Yeah, today we're going to do something different. Instead of rambling politically, we're going to <laughs> Talk about- actually do a financial planning show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I was thinking about that the last couple of weeks. Where are you now? Um, yeah, and you know, the, we've been pretty. Uh, uh pretty rambly i mean but i think it's been relevant to what's going on and, and, and a lot of it even though it is political and we kind of became political talking heads for a couple of weeks there it tied into financial planning because it affects all of us and so um yeah i think it was okay okay well i feel much better now then <laughs> that did not seem genuine at all even in the slightest and i think you're patronizing me no, I'm just trying to make you feel better. Oh, well, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. And I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm. Our phone number, which is brand new, is 252-304-1019. Sorry about that. We yeah, got we, a new we, phone number. We just got a new phone number, so <laughs> we've been doing this for so yeah. long. Just Yeah, yeah 304-1019. Yep. Um, you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. The whole intro is thrown off now. <laughs> it really is. It's funny because I, I had somebody complain one time that I said the first half of the website too quickly. Uh, apparently, www. www. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so those of you out there that think the first half is too w- quick, www. W- 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 <laughs> What does the website um, have on it? You know, that's a good question. The website has our new phone number on it, it which is 252-304-1019. Yes. Uh, it also has various financial articles that rotate through on it. It has our contact, well, our contact information. Uh, it has, uh, what, links to YouTube mm-hmm. and Facebook and um, what's the picture thing about Bobby? Instagram. Instagram, that's it. It's got our physical location as well. <laughs> yep. Uh, the opportunity to touch base if you'd like an appointment with us. And last but not least, it has our podcast, Taking Care of Business, or the links to the podcast platforms. We're on about, I think, 19, 19 or 20 yeah. different platforms now, yeah. So if you miss a, a show, want to hear it, that's the place to go listen to it. I've covered everything. Uh, you, you missed one page, the events page. Oh, that's because no events coming up. Uh, well, our next big one will be in the fall, but no, nothing on the radar. But I still like to mention it because our marketing people yell at us if we don't. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have our events page. Like like we said, there's nothing nothing on the radar right now. We have tried to do events in the summer in the past, and it's just too dang hot to do anything. Um, so we, we usually take the summer off from events. Might have a webinar here or there. But um, upcoming in, in the fall, uh, September, October, will be our retirement seminar workshop that we did in Edenton, but we're going to do it in Raleigh this time. So uh, we're already starting to uh, plan for that. So keep an eye out for more details as we get closer. Uh, And now I think we've covered everything. What are we talking about today? Well, you know, as I had mentioned earlier, before I got sidetracked by the new phone number, um, we have sometimes we spend, we as in people, not you and I necessarily, spend too much time on what are the things going wrong. 
and how we have to adjust. And I, I was thinking about it. I've been a financial planner. It will be 40 years in November. Hard to believe that. Hard to believe that. Yes, it looks, the way I look, it's more like 70 or 80. But, <laughs> um, and the basics of financial planning, if you're an individual, haven't changed. Uh, they're the same when Jimmy Carter was in office and we had 18% inflation or 18% prime interest rate, excuse me. They're the same as when um, George Bush was in office and we were attacked on 9-11. Um, they're the same as when the 2008 recession happened. Well, yeah, Barack Obama uh, was in office. Um, they're the same as when we had COVID. Nothing's changed. Uh, the fundamentals are the same. And, and the fundamentals really are not, they're not that complicated. No, but people, the fundamentals can be a little bit uncomfortable. We, we sure. actually, we had a meeting this week with a, with a client that's starting a new business. Well, uh, expanding her business, mm-hmm. I should say. And we were going over the things that we have to do and, um, in preparation for this. And part of it, of course, is a business plan and, yeah, I kind of gave her some homework assignments about some things that she had to get together. And she was like, ah, this is, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, I totally understand, but it's, it's the fundamentals of running a good business is, is putting the, putting the, the the ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Putting the foundation in. And, and for those of you out there that are, are looking to do some financial planning, it's the same thing. You've got to start at the fundamentals. Uh, the, the two, well, let me back up. There, there is one thing that is either in your corner, or is beating the tar out of you, and that's time. Um, you can put time to work for you, compound interest, or you can ignore it and let time catch up to you. You don't have enough time, and then you got to scrape together a lot of money yeah. instead of time. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, at least half the people we see are in that second category. Mm-hmm. Where they've waited too long to start planning. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, or if you are have a, a fabulous house at the beach and you're a member of the country club and you have great football tickets and you're putting ten dollars a week into your retirement plan, <laughs> then there's probably some things to think about. So the two biggest enemies that we see uh, when we're talking about financial planning is um money uh is not money i'm sorry is um debt mm-hmm. and lack of knowledge about where things mm-hmm. are going yeah so the you know debt is crippling for a lot of people i would say there there's probably a lot of y'all out there that are listening right now that um are feeling overwhelmed by your debt or or feel like you have too much debt or bad debt or something we we see it all the time where people come in and um they they feel like they're just absolutely buried under debt and just spinning their wheels, you know, making minimum payments on everything and not making any sort of leeway. On top of that, if you don't know what your cash flow is, if you don't know where your money is going, how can you possibly plan to pay that debt off, save for retirement, prepare for a rainy day? I mean, how, how do you, how do you how can you possibly do anything if you don't know where your money's going? Well, one of the one of the um, simplest analogies I've ever seen for financial planning is a, a pyramid, mm-hmm. and a, a pyramid, if it's structurally sound, has a broad, stable base, mm-hmm. and it tapers as you go up, and it takes a lot to knock that over. Uh, a lot of people um, 
build their financial pyramid with the point down. They build it upside down, yeah. And it takes nothing to tip it over. So let's let's talk about this. When you're looking at financial planning for yourself, um, I'm not even going to get into the budget aspect. That's the most important thing there is. But That's most, a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, but most of you are on off the road and bombing when we talk about that. You know? <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, but – you know there there are there are about six steps that have to be done or or there are six uh pieces i guess yeah or, or levels the yeah. fundamental levels and they need to be done in order all right and the first the first foundational step is insurance and i'm talking life insurance i'm talking about disability insurance i'm talking about car insurance i'm talking about homeowner insurance i'm talking about all the things that make insurance not glamorous. <laughs> I've asked you this before. Um, what makes insurance, and this is a genuine question for me, what makes insurance more important than like an emergency savings account? Right, that's a great question. If you have uh, insurance is for catastrophic events, correct? Yes. Is that a fair statement? Like somebody dies or a big car accident, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Would a savings account bail you out of a catastrophic event? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's that that's it in, in, in a nutshell. Okay, no, that, yeah, that, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, the ideas of a, of the pyramid in financial planning is that if you fall, and I air quoted, mm-hmm. you're only falling one level. The okay. next level catches you. So the foundation is insurance. So if you get an automobile accident and get sued, if your house burns down, if you have a death, there's money there to cover. There's money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna file bankruptcy. Got it. That it's make, there to catch you. That makes total sense. Got yeah. it. And so a lot of people, when they come to see us, will go, well, tell me about your insurance. And they'll go, well, I don't want to buy insurance. I didn't say you needed to buy insurance. I'm not, we're not talking about buying insurance. Yeah. Tell me about what you got. I want to know what you got. Um, because that is that is the first initial foundational base. And and it is totally ignored 99% of the time. When you think financial planning, you think uh, investments. Investing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but if if you, let's say you've got, Oh, half a million in your 401k and you got a hundred thousand dollars stock portfolio and, um, $20,000 in the bank and you have minimal liability insurance on your automobile. Yeah. Just enough to cover your basis. Well, just enough to satisfy North Carolina. And one of your children gets involved in a traffic accident and there's a fatality involved. And the family that was suffered the fatality sues you. You're going to lose that half a million 401k. You're going to lose that hundred thousand dollars. You're going to lose everything mm-hmm. because there, there there was nothing there for that event. Whereas if you'd had full liability on your car, then that would have taken care of it. All right. So the first and foremost, the first foundational step is look at your insurance. And again. I'm, I'm talking hospitalization, life, disability, uh, homeowners, automobile, whatever is necessary. Yeah, and this is where you bring in all your different people. You know, you 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 call your people up, whoever does your auto, and say, "Am I covered enough? Do I need to have anything?" This is where you start. This is you start bringing in the experts in step one because most people don't know this stuff by themselves, which yeah. is okay. But that's why you have your insurance agents. Well, you have teams. Yeah, yeah call them and say. Hey, I've got some concerns. Can you walk me through what I have and, may, and and am I covered enough? Is there anything else that I need to have? We, I, I have an um, you know, because we own some businesses and we also have some properties besides our home. I have an umbrella policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, an umbrella policy is is mine's I think is seven million dollars. And um, if somebody had an accident, 
at one of the businesses that we own and sued me. That covers that it. umbrella policy steps in and covers me. Um, now, I don't ever plan on that happening. But that's not why you buy. You don't buy insurance because you're planning on it happening. Yeah, insurance is kind of a lose-lose situation. Yeah. If, if you, you never have to use it, you lose. If you had to use it, you lose. You lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So first foundation is insurance. All right. Second foundation. And uh, most people are going to go, get rid of debt. No. Mm-mm. Second foundation is to get an emergency savings account. Um, there this are, is one that really blows people's mind. Yeah. There, there are a variety of. You know, when I first went into practice, uh, just about the time uh, the Pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock, <laughs> was, was a ticker tape like a, a, a hammer and chisel on a piece of stone? For what? We didn't have hammers yet. They weren't invented. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it, people, back, back in when I first went into practice, uh, the advice was you put six months of your income into a a money more into a savings account. That, that is still the rule of thumb, by the way. That's a terrible rule of thumb. Oh, it, it is, but that's still the rule of yeah. thumb. That's and, the CFP and, rule of thumb. And here's why. Here's why it's a bad idea now. Six months of your savings for most people is going. Six months of your income for most people is. Remember, we're talking about household income. Yeah. Most people is going to be between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's fair. And why in the world would you put that in a bank making half a percent well uh, let me ask this when you when you first went into practice was it because banks were paying so well that or, or was it or it was two things number one nobody was making a hundred thousand dollars a year back in those days okay <laughs> so six months of salary might have been fifteen thousand dollars and the other thing was that yeah banks were, paying were getting a decent two and a half three percent okay now but you still have to have cash on hand um in the pay household we keep around fifteen to twenty thousand um, dollars. It is in a in a, in a in a savings account. Now, what where mine's at personally, there are and I'm not going to mention any specific companies, but there are a variety of high yield savings account online uh, by very reputable banks, very reputable firms. Uh, my savings, so to speak, right now is earning four and a quarter percent. Uh, 100% liquid. I can get it anytime I want to. Um, by the way, this is nothing that we represent. So this is yeah. We don't get a kickback from yeah, any of this. We just yeah. we've just mentioned it to people. But I mean, but you know, go online and Google high yield savings, and you'll see a variety of, of of online savings accounts. But you still have money at the credit union. I mean, yeah, like, oh, that you yeah, can go yeah, get yeah, your yeah, hands yeah. on anytime yeah, I still got you need three or four thousand dollars in the banks here yeah. too. But my my fifteen twenty thousand dollars was my concept was okay. Um, that'll pay for three big things going wrong at one time. That'll pay for a, a heat and air conditioned unit, a transmission falling a out, transmission and four tires. Yeah. Uh, anything beyond that, I would have time to liquidate my, some investments and get them from other places. Now, um, let's suppose that I had $50,000 in, in the bank, had a great savings account. And like we earlier said, but didn't have the insurance in place accident happens something horrible goes wrong and i lose that fifty thousand dollars so i fall in two levels well and, and then all it takes is you know in that situation your savings is gone and the next week your the ac on your house breaks and you've got to pay seven thousand dollars for a new heating and air unit all right you don't have the cash so now um uh, now you've got to to put it on a credit card or borrow the money or something and so it, it, it's very easy to um, slide down the pyramid and take a massive tumble if you don't have each level taken care of and secured. 
Well, financial planning, unfortunately, is like dieting. One bite at a time. And it's slow. Yes. It's methodical. It's very methodical. And so, you know, when you sit back and go, I'm going to get my finances order. And the first thing I'm going to do, and you think, is pay that credit card off. No, the first thing you're going to do is go visit your insurance agency. Yeah. And the second thing you're going to do after that is you're going to put together a uh, some type of mechanism where you have an automatic savings. Mm-hmm. And after you've got seven or eight, ten thousand dollars in the bank, then you're going to go to the next step, which may be two or three years from now. Now, suppose you're 58, and you don't have it about seven years to go. A little different situation for you. If if that's you, call us because there's some things we can do. But uh, the yeah, we don't have time working it in our half in that point. Um, okay, but let's say you've you've done it. You visit insurance agent. Everything looks good. <clears throat> you have visit. You got sufficient cash put away. So levels one and two are in place. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to add a third level that's not usually there, and that's debt reduction. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, because debt reduction is um, is more exp- having too much debt is more expensive than not having enough retirement savings. Yeah, and and that really I think this along with the savings account really blows people's minds a lot. Where I, I met with a, 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 some friends of mine not too long ago that are about my age, you know, early late or mid to late twenties, and the first thing they did, I mean, they're just getting started. They're you know? woke. No, they're not. Your generation's woke. They are not, which is why I'm <laughs> friends with them. Um, but they they immediately had questions about IRAs, 401ks, that sort of thing. And the first question I asked them was, tell me about your insurance and how much do you have in the bank? And they said, well, what about investing? I said, okay, here's the thing. What happens – or debt reduction. I said, tell me about the debt. I said, what happens if um, something you know dramatic happens, something breaks in your house, and you've got, a ton, you've got money saved in an IRA but no money in the bank? And they said, well, what happened? They said, we'll just take it out of the IRA. I said, and pay 35% of taxes and penalties. So it, it kind of goes along with the debt reduction. Savings and the debt reduction kind of goes against what's drilled into you that I got to save for retirement. I got to save for retirement. But again, it's all about brick by brick, layer by layer. You got to take care of each layer before you can move to the next layer. So debt reduction is 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 a big one, too. Well, and it's, you know, there there's always, you know, uh, the but financial planning and dieting there's always the latest fad yes and you know once you get through the once the glamour is off you go back to if you're dieting you eat less calories you eat, you eat less than you take in yeah i mean financial planning at basics you follow the basics nothing dramatic nothing fun about it financial planning should be very boring very vanilla. Very vanilla, and yeah. it should be. It should not be exciting. If if it should not be a topic of conversation that you have at a dinner party. I mean, but you should be excited when you. I mean, I we I tell people, look, put a, a sheet up on your refrigerator, and you know, color in graphs that show your where your savings is growing, where your debt's going down. It's and, almost like one of those big charity thermometers where yeah. they where they color in like when they're reaching certain goals. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of different free software that you can get online that actually will will keep up with your uh, goals. And a goal could be paying a credit card off. It doesn't mean that you're achieving uh, accumulating money. It means you're getting stuff knocked out. And and make it realistic. Yeah. All right. So what, what's the big deal? Why do we say debt before retirement? And that's a broad statement. It's not applicable 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But let me let me give an example. Um, 
let's say that your debt service, what you're paying in debt, is counting your house payment is $4,000 a month in, in debt service. That's probably too high. Let's say 3000 Yeah. You've got a house payment. You've got two car payments and a credit card. Credit card. Yeah. So $3,000. So $3,000 a month, it costs you $36,000 a year. That's after tax. I was going to say it doesn't cost you thirty six a year. So it probably costs you about forty five thousand a year. So you got to make forty five thousand dollars to have the thirty six thousand dollars to pay the debt. If your debt's paid off, you just reduce your retirement income need by forty five thousand dollars a year. Now to kick out forty five thousand dollars a year, you've got to have about a million dollars, not quite a million, but pretty close to a million. So my question to you is, would it be easier in the next fifteen years to save a million dollars or to get that debt paid off? That really blows people's minds. It does because the the um, the end result, the impact on your on your retirement lifestyle is the same. Whether you save a million or whether you pay the debt off, and I would I would argue that um, paying the debt off is bigger because of the psychological mm-hmm. impact. I mean, it's the same and, result, but and I have never seen anybody that we could not get out of debt in ten. The extreme cases, ten years. Yeah. Those people, six or seven, mm-hmm. never. Hey, that, and that's including uh, that's house payment, including too. house payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if, you know, if you want you want to cost by this because this is this kind of a this was kind of a concept is like there's no way those boys know what they're talking about give us a call at 252-304-1019 nailed it um we'll be glad to go through it with you but um when you're looking at retirement planning your goal is to have x amount of dollars of income to fund your lifestyle when you're retired if x amount of dollars if 30% of that income is going towards debt, then let's get rid of the debt and reduce your retirement need by 30%. Now, there's some of you out there going, well, I'd rather reduce the debt, keep it like it is, have it 30% spend. That's fine. That works for you. That's fine. But the point, what I'm trying to explain, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make to you is this is why it's called planning. Uh, too many times you end up going to uh, an individual that's we're going to invest this money, and this is how much money we're going to make. All right, that's fantastic. Is that enough money? Well, what's the end game? Yeah, I mean, it's just that. That's what's the goal? That's like saying we're going to go to the beach, or we're going to go out and drive. I hope we hit the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, same concept. <coughs> Excuse me. And so that, that's why you hear us constantly talking about you know having a target and planning that kind of thing. So first three levels, you've got insurance in place. You've got savings in place, and you've got debt in place. Now, does this mean that before you can go up the next level, you have to have your savings in place? Yes, it does. Does this mean before you go up the next level, your debt has to be gone? No. Mm -mm. The insurance and the savings need to be done and in place. The debt needs to be done in that you have a system in place to pay it off. And that you're utilizing that system, not that you've got to be in zero debt. Yeah, because that's just that's that's unrealistic for for most people. You know, in a, if like right now, I am not concerned about paying off my debt tomorrow before I start investing money, but I do have a plan that the debt that I do have will be paid off 
you know, as quick as I can. But again, it's it's debt reduction, not debt deletion or get rid of debt. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's just having again, we go back to this word planning. It's having a plan to take care of this debt to maybe get rid of some bad debt that you have first. But it's not again, you're being realistic about this. And so it's just, I I feel like a broken record. It's all about a plan, having that plan. Well, and, and uh, famous quote years ago when I first went to practice was, if you don't know where you're going, you ain't going to get there. Uh, I mean, literally we just made the analogy. If you decide you're going to go to the beach for the weekend and you just start driving, you can either make a map and go to the beach or you can just drive. And I hope I hit the coastline. And that's what most of you, unfortunately, financially are doing. You're just driving, hoping you hit the coastline. And uh, part of getting a financial plan put together, and this is true whether Joe Biden's in office, whether uh, uh, Donald Trump is in office, whether Ronald, it doesn't matter. Everything we're talking about is totally, has nothing to do with what buffoon is in Washington, D.C. or Raleigh. Nothing. All the fundamentals stay the same. And and this is stuff that you as an individual can control. We cannot control the debt ceiling. We cannot control Congress spending. What we can control, what I can control is my insurance. I can control my savings. I can control my debt. And so con- take control of the things that you can control and don't worry about anything else. I mean, get this stuff in place and then don't worry about it because mm-hmm. you're doing everything that you can do. I think we're, we're running out, and we, yeah. so we got a few more levels for next week. Yeah, yeah we're going to finish this up next week. We appreciate you letting us spend some time with you this week. Look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. This is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.